Let's Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome, everyone. I'm joined today with uh, Debbie Craig, author of Power Up 8, for our second episode in which we start delving a little bit deeper into each of the eight competencies or capabilities that we need to power up on, especially in today's world. Welcome, Debbie. Thanks, Karen. It's great to be back with you and looking forward to doing some deep dive into the eight capabilities. Fantastic. Debbie, just to start off with, and perhaps for those listeners who haven't uh, heard your wonderful introduction on episode one, and we really hope that they skip back to listen to that, but just a little bit about yourself and really what qualifies you to to write on these eight capabilities. Thanks, Karen. Um, well, first of all, there's, there's a lot of life experience. I've been uh, one of those people that have been adventuring in the outside world and the inner world for as long as I can remember, from climbing up big mountains and going into deep meditation practices and um, running a business for the last 25 years called Catalyst Consulting, working with multiple clients around the globe and really working with so many uh, hundreds of thousands of people with what is it that makes them excited about getting up in the morning, what is it that makes them successful at work, what is it that makes their, ten, their talent and their potential be unleashed because we do a lot of talent management and leadership development and we're watching people grow and with my own growth journey and with this whole bunch of clients that we work with as well as the interesting trips that we've had to Singularity University, it's our own recipe, our own experience, our own very practical um, life lessons based in the research that we've done that helps us pull this all together. But ultimately, it's uh, each person will have their own reference point for each of these. We hope to just be a stimulant to how they can remember how to practice these beliefs and habits. Fantastic. So let's get into it now. Let's start delving into the details, starting with curiosity. Could you go through the eight capabilities that we're needing to power up on and what they mean? Sure. So we'll start with the uh, what, what we think is the, a good starting point, which is curiosity. And remember, we've got these characters or these identities that we're shifting from and to. And we, what we're wanting to do is, is help people shift from the safe spectator, for example, to the curious explorer. And the curious explorer is one that requires going beyond the obvious and actively seeking new information and ideas. And not just about the world or things around us, because there's plenty of researchers and people that are interested but about people, relationships, our own potential, and unleashing others' potential. So how do we experiment and question and take risks and accelerate our learning and particularly step into other perspectives and ask those curious questions in order for us to change and innovate? Combined with the curious and the curious questions is how creative are we willing to be? Are we just a cautious dreamer and wondering about what we can do to actually connecting possibilities and harnessing both our own and others' unique ideas? to create those very new and collaborative approaches and solutions to often in this day and age dilemmas that feel almost impossible. But if we get the right brains and thoughts and resources together, we can actually find a solution. And then it's the courage to act, try those solutions and to pilot and to bring people with you on a journey of change into the unknown, despite the ambiguity and the fear and the uncertainty, and be willing to sort of 
work on something together and also be able to have those vulnerable and honest conversations with yourself and figure out where you at and how you're showing up, but also at work and home to have continual growth-focused relationships. And then bringing those three together, curiosity, creativity, and courage, how do we use those to be change navigators and moving from what we call a passive resistor to a maze navigator? How do we hold into that worthwhile vision when it feels like we're in the maelstrom of uh, a hectic river and, and rapids and actually keep a team with the resilience and the determination and the agility together, bouncing back from disappointments, but still moving forward and maintaining that sense of motivation, hope and inspiration for the future. And then, of course, how do we keep our own time, energy and effort consciously directed and move from the distracted operator? And as you know, we're in this world of absolutely crazy amount of data and information that are flooding our senses in every second to the wise discerner. Are we aware of where our intentions and attention is going? Are we aware about the decisions that we are making? Are we being able to manage what we take in and have conscious consumption, both with our bodies, but also with our minds? And are we being conscious in the way that we're showing up and making a conscious impact on the world? And then, of course, we need to make with these decisions, we need the critical thinking, which is the other C, to go with that. And we wanting to move from a default thinker that's in automatic and just kind of rushing through life with assumptions and, and, and sometimes maybe overly, overly spontaneous approach to making things work to a meaning maker who's able to look at the complexity, to ask the right questions, to filter information and to simplify some, some of those complex dynamics in a very crazy world. And working together with people requires then the seventh C, which is collaboration. So how do we shift from the independent competitor, always wondering about how I'm going to get the most out of this, to a trust cultivator? So how do we communicate and share and build trusted relationships? How do we look for the common goal across the boundaries? And how are we able to, even through conflict, continually build and listen and have empathy and have an abundance mindset to resolve some sometimes tricky circumstances and therefore form even more common bonds. And then the last one is the contributor. So we're hoping that through all of this work that we're doing, we can build a community and build a country that we have more focus on building for the future, making a difference to people, making a difference to community, mentoring others. And instead of just being that status consumer and the me, me, me generation, that we actually are keen to create value wherever we go, whether that's in your family, your teams, your businesses, or your communities. So those are the eight in a, in a snapshot. I hope that <laughs> you got the sense of them, Karen. Perfect. I think that your descriptions are great, and I know there's obviously a lot of more information and resources available in the book itself, including you know the description of those personas. But as you were going through them, what really struck me is you know they definitely don't stand apart. There seems to be a lot of um, interrelatedness between those those eight components or eight capabilities. I've often been asked by some of our clients, can we just pick three or can we just pick four? And, you know, we've only got time for, for, for these three sessions, these four sessions. I said, well, you can, of course, just focus on, on, on one or two or three. But, you know, if we really think about it, we want to show up as a, as a real change navigator, whether that's in a leadership position or as a change agent or as a, a young, talented person coming into an organization. It's really hard to be a change navigator and, and have the resilience and the leadership and the motivation of others 
if you don't have courage, because courage is going to enable you to take risks and to let your opinion be known and to try new things. You're going to need the curiosity to figure out asking different questions, getting different perspectives and imagining new futures. And you're also going to need the collaboration skills to take people with you and to figure it out. So just working on Change Navigator without curiosity, courage and collaboration, you may not get all the way there. The same, for example, with conscious. If you want to be more conscious about how we spend our time, I mean, who's got enough time in this day and age? We need to have critical thinking about short-term, long-term priorities and leaving space for immediate crises. We need the courage to challenge our boundaries and learn to say no in certain places to difficult people. And we need the creativity to work smarter with less. Um, and the, the last one I'll just give you an example of is if you want to be a collaborator and you need this, you need a spirit of contribution. You know, without that 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 bigger heart around I want to make a difference, it's very hard to build the trust and put the long-term effort in required to be a collaborator and the energy to go with it. You can't pour from an empty cup. So you need that sense of contribution and, and how do we fill our own cup in order to let that overflow and make a difference for others. And then, of course, be curious and creative to see connections beyond the obvious when you wanting to collaborate with, for example, external resources to make something happen. So every single one of them interacts with every single other one. And if you want to really build the full package, you need all eight. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just your point on collaboration is so important because we're going to have to work so much harder at it being, you know, half in this virtual world, half in the real world. A lot of the time it is a, a core skill and where I find most people are positioned at the moment, we, we consume, but we don't necessarily share or add our voice. And I think that's one of the biggest areas we're, we're collectively needing to grow in. Yeah, and, and it, it goes back down to a value set and a, and a set of beliefs. And that's why we've developed the material with looking at identities and beliefs as sort of a foundation. Because if I haven't grown up with role models that naturally share and collaborate, when I'm suddenly forced to sit at home and not have that, that normal everyday sort of coffee station conversation where my heart will draw me to maybe collaborating. When you're sitting at home, you need to generate your own energy of, oh, hang on a minute, should I share this? Or what if we brought so-and-so in? Or should we rather go and connect with somebody um, in another meeting to make that happen or share some knowledge on a platform? It's, it's, it's a very different way of thinking, and it's a very different environment that we find ourselves in. And leaders as well, if you, as a leader, used to be able to see people and see their outputs because they're physically at the office and showing you things, now you've got to build a certain level of trust and collaboration around how you work together and share your results and share your projects and um, share your progress. And these are very, very different skills that we that we need to cultivate. Absolutely. And it speaks a lot to, you know, how do we develop these? You know, what advice do you have for people in terms of, you know, where do they start? Where do they start growing these skills or capabilities? Look, I think everyone is growing them um, in their own way and have almost been forced to start thinking differently about these skills. But if you really want to accelerate your readiness, your resilience and your relevance for the future, I talk about three key steps. And the first step is to identify where you currently are playing on these eight capabilities. Um, we've got a free resilience potential assessment if anybody's interested they can go to our Catalyst Consulting website and um, do their free assessment and get a customized report. And that'll give you a quick sense of what are your strengths and how you're naturally playing in some of the identities and capabilities 
and what are the areas that you still need some focus. And just doing the assessment on its own with the questions they ask will start stimulating some options and some opportunities for you to see that there might be some other things that you could be doing. Then I would focus, the second step would be focusing on noticing how much power to choose are you operating with. Um, how much are you in default and in automatic programs and how much are you intentional and paying attention to your goals and your intentions and managing your emotions and managing your brain in order to actually make learning more easy and effortless and build these new neural pathways. So the big aspect here is being able to learn, to train your brain to get into learning state, to notice when you're in stress state, how to manage your energy and your emotional coherence. And that then puts you in an optimal state of learning to be able to absorb new information and skills. Because, you know, the one fact that's absolutely true is we cannot learn and change in a state of stress. And most people are already at a 70% stress level. And now over this period of time, we found that on average, we're looking at about an 80-85% stress level um, when people are judging themselves as to how stressed they are. And then, of course, the third one would be to pick a capability that you think will give you the most leverage. So... I know one of my favorites is courage because you need to courage in a lot of areas these days in relationships and teams, to be honest, authentic, tell people what you don't know. The other big one is consciousness and being able to manage time and energy in a way that balances your life with everybody else's life around you. Um, so pick a capability that will give you the most leverage and then start working with that. You can, you can take your way through the book and actually practice shifting your beliefs, shifting your habits, practicing the new daily routines or you're welcome to join us in one of our public or corporate programs, and we'll walk you through that journey with a lot of support and resources as well. Fantastic. Thank you. I've really enjoyed that today, some really valuable information. And for anybody listening, just the book is available now. It's Power Up 8 uh, by Debbie Craig. So you're welcome to go and get that. We'll also have the link of it um, available through the Talent Talk site. But please join us for Episode 3 where Debbie takes us through how we can use the power of eight to really unlock our exponential leadership. So thank you, everyone, and thank you, Debbie. Thanks, Karen. Look forward to the next series.